All wings report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. I have you Hello everyone and welcome to the 585 Squadron podcast. I'm Nate. I fly scum. I'm Nick. I fly Imperials for now. <laughs> And I'm Pat, and I play Destiny. I mean, I play Rebel. <laughs> um, today, we're going to definitely talk about Destiny a little bit, but this is a X-Wing podcast, so I swear we'll keep it on topic. Um, but we definitely wanted... We had a lot to talk about, for the most part. Uh, we went to a championship, we or a store championship. We had good times. Um, we are feeling Wave 11, and it's in the most depth of our feels. And... I'm looking on the horizon towards the future of X-Wing, and I have a lot to say about that. Um, so we, we kind of have stuff that we want to words about today. I'm excited. I like words. I, I also... words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, let's, uh, we'll start off with the championship and uh, eventually end up in Destiny, but we're going to start at the championship. <laughs> um we went, it was just me and Pat, um, and we flew some good flights. Uh, I brought another one of Pat's lists, which um, what I've been doing with X-Wing recently, personally, is uh, playing with lists and pushing buttons on a phone and thinking I know what I'm doing with the game. But then I will bring that list to Pat, and Pat will be like, no, 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 no. And then he will hand me something that is glorious and mighty, and then I will take it to a tournament and do pretty well with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I work from my house, so you know I have plenty of uh, plenty of time to uh, tweak list building and, and theory crafts. That's honestly one of my favorite parts of X Wing. It's just like, what if I made? What if I took this list that's popular and then made it slightly different? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what I brought to uh, what I brought to the cha- store championship was a Dengar Nim list. Um, my original build was Iman with the fire spray with bomblet generator, and then Nim as like a distraction with other bombs, and it didn't work out well at all. <laughs> I played it against Pat, and yeah, Iman yeah. got destroyed, disappeared. It doesn't matter if I could throw bombs everywhere. I can't actually fly the, f- the ship if it's dead. And then Nim is not hard to go up against when you're space ramming him. Um, so yeah, that was fun. But then Pat handed me Dengar and said, do this, it's better. And I fly Dengar with Nim and oh my god, it was glorious. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really about both of those ships are really high priority targets. Whereas with Iman, although he's a fun ship to fly, I can either take him down quick or really I would take down Nim if I was going after the priority target, but then, you know, Iman is, an, is a relatively easy target to, to hit. Yes. And with, and with Dengar and Nim, it's like, which one do I go after first? And, you know, if you go after one and don't kill it, and then it gets away and you have to, like, swivel around all the while, uh, Nim and Dengar are both going to be bombing you and hitting you with their turns, it's, it's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was very fun to fly, absolutely. And I am finding more and more that I have no choice but to declare my jump the Jumpmaster as my new favorite ship. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Karaz. Sorry, Sarah Viper. 
I'll come back to you in six months or three months, a month. When does when does the new thing come out? Uh, they haven't said yet. Oh. Probably a couple months, I would say. Okay, a couple months on the horizon. I believe in you. My old chips. We'll be back. <laughs> uh, Pat, what did you fly? So I took um, Dash Miranda. Um, of course. Mostly because, oh yeah, a lot of the other stuff I've been flying is very, very casual. I won uh, the Millennium Store Championship with Dash Miranda, so I didn't want to keep flying it. So I, you know, I was trying out a little more casual lists. Um, even before the uh, FAQ leak that uh, Advanced Slam was going to be going away, oh, I kind of had a feel- yeah, I kind of had a feeling that that was going to happen. So I've actually tweaked uh, the list a little bit to make uh, Dash a little more defensive, and then also to um, make Miranda um, less kind of uh, advanced slam and more of a, a missile platform with bomb generator there as a bonus, and yeah. also traded out Sabine for C-3PO so that if I'm running, um, I can regen and C-3PO and evade, and it just makes me a little bit tanky. I was very afraid of Alpha Strike lists yeah. <laughs> at the start with cruise missiles, so Did you see any I wanted to, wanted to make me harder to hit. Did you see any Alpha Strike lists there? Yeah, the third game I played against um, Dengar Tell, the world's list, which is in the PS9 Alpha Strike. Um, and that actually, my list, my old Dash Miranda uh, would have just kind of folded to that. Um, but now with uh, countermeasures on, um, I was able to kind of delay Dash dying, and I was able to trade Dash for Dengar, which in the past... Uh, Dengar or Dash probably would have died, and then whichever you know, both of his ships would have survived with some torpedoes to take on Miranda. So, um, trying to think of what else. No, that was the only Alpha Strike list I flew against on the day. Nice, good, 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 good. <laughs> I felt the power from those countermeasures. I think I had one game, one practice game over the last couple months, and uh, it was against Pat, and those countermeasures made me go. How how do you have three evades when I'm firing five shots at you and you're not taking any damage? Yeah, it hurts. It hurts being so like, bad. That and C-3PO being on Yeah. 20 goals. What? <laughs> C-3PO oh. is one of those cards that when we first started playing the game, I remember Pat being like, no, I'm never getting that card. You have to buy an epic ship to get that card. That's so stupid. And then we got our hands on it and started playing with it, and it was on every ship. And then it just kind of disappeared for the longest time. So the fact that C-3PO was on Miranda, I, and usually Miranda's my first big smash target because I hate Miranda so much, um, then uh, it, it it died nonetheless with C-3PO. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, there's... So I hate Miranda, as I mentioned, and one of the biggest reasons I hate Miranda is it's got TLT, and that's like, okay, I'm not really all that afraid of TLT anymore. It's just kind of a thing. It's not like if someone flies up to me and I know they have cruise missiles, I'm not like, ha, 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 and I have to like get out of the way. It's more like, ah, TLT, it's inevitable, whatever, I'll just pretend it's not there. But I always, when I know a ship has TLT, I'll ram into them and fly into range one. Every time with Miranda, when I fly into range one, I'm like, it's fine. I'm safe. It's the donut. And she's like, nah, just kidding. Five dice because I dropped the shield at range one behind me because I have a 360 arc natively. No big deal. You put yourself in range one. Get wrecked. Ugh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I forgot to tell you what I flew. I flew a kayak at state. Oh. <laughs> that's that's why at the store championship is a kayak. <laughs> what is uh, it is summer, so it's really hard to like justify spending seven to ten hours at a tournament um, when it's beautiful outside and there's kayaking to be done. What upgrades did you attach to your kayak? Uh, an oar, a life vest, and a camera. Ah, traditional. I see you went the extra mile with the camera. That can be dangerous and very risky when playing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was it was glorious. <laughs> good, good. Um, so I, I want to get into the leaked FAQ thing after we finish up with the store championship. So I'm just kind of going to run down my experience. Um, I went to the store championship with the, the Dengar Nim. Uh, Nim had bomblet generator and not much else on him. Uh, bomblet generator and TLT so that um, he's dangerous at all ranges, but for different reasons. Um and then my Dengar was like hardcore kitted out. I think a K4 security drone with unhinged astromech um, expertise. So he's always getting that shot. He was just nuts. And the first game I played was super quick. Um, I it, It's kind of nice with that list that if, if I'm facing a swarm, I go in with Nim first and just let him bomb. And if I'm facing a Dash Miranda or something like that, I'll go in first with uh dengar i didn't fight a single swarm so the whole entire time i was just flying uh dengar in first and foremost and the other guys were fine um first game i played was pretty interesting um dash miranda ish kind of list i think it was dash miranda but it was whatever um he flew dash poorly and it ended up in my favor but it was mostly because of the dice like it just ended poorly um, my next game was pretty good. Oh, my, my overall record in the game was in the tournament was three and one. Uh, when I was three and one, I dropped. And the only game that really like stood out in my mind that I'm never going to forget is the one game I lost. And it wasn't because I lost. It was how it went down. Um, so it was basically a mirror match. He had, uh, the jump master 5,000, the one that when it dies, it resurrects itself, uh, for one HP. Um, and Dengar, and I had Dengar and Nim. So it was a really interesting and weird matchup. Um, he flew through my bombs without fearing a thing, and it was awful. Like, awful in the, oh my god, I'm so scared, how can you not be afraid of my bombs? Um, I took out his Jumpmaster pretty quickly, and then he took out Nim with Dengar, um, because TLT plus Dengar is not a good thing. Um, and after he took him down... It was a standoff, Dengar to Dengar, and we were at range three. He had the range one plasma torpedoes. I had the range two to three plasma torpedoes. Um, so I was at range three. I kept him as, as range three as I could, fired the torpedoes, got him down to two HP. He, like, whipped around, and I chose the perfect maneuver to get myself in range one behind him. And I was, I was ready to go. Everything was great. And then I fired and blanked out, and then he got good dice. Or not blanked out. He dodged the dice. He fired... Uh, with his ability for, or he fired with on his turn, um, and did tons of damage, bringing me down to like two HP or three to four HP through hull, and then I Dengard 
to fire back at him. And I was so caught up in the moment that I was like, okay, so when you fire Dengar on Dengar, you can fire Dengar against Dengar so that you can Dengar and Dengar. So, so essentially four shots going back and forth. And I immediately assumed like, that's how it's going to go down. The last shot that I got, the last shot that I got in it on him, the retaliation shot brought him down to one life. And then I was immediately like, oh, I fired at Dengar. He's going to get the opportunity to fire back. So I was like, go ahead and fire back. And he's like kind of confused. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Like, it's Dengar. You just do your thing, and then we'll go into the next round or wrap it up there. And he rolled. He did enough damage to kill me, and then everything was fine. It was a great game. It's one of my best – one of my favorite games I've ever flown. It was so much fun. When I'm up at the counter, after I reported my tournament results – after I'm explaining what happened to Pat, I realized that he could not have Dengar fired back at me because he was not facing me with his arc. I was chasing him because he would have fired his torpedoes. So I screwed up so hard, and I was like, oh, how do we correct this? We can't. So I just shook his hand, and I'm like, I'm not going to be a bad sport about this. Like, you're, you're good. You officially won. No takesies, backsies. But I just felt, like, so stupid for letting that happen and then the age-old antic with card games and stuff rtfc read the fucking cards so that was my that was my experience with the tournament itself for the most part yeah i had a good time as well you know nick you're talking about you know summer and now that they've moved the (laughs) to the summer like i signed up for this store championship like two months ago oh yeah and and then I, someone put a party in the afternoon, so I was gonna have to leave either way. So I could only play three games, unfortunately. Right. Um, one and two. Um, won the first game, surprisingly against a Kanan Biggs, um, which uh, normally is a bad matchup for a Dash Miranda. Yep. Um, the second game uh, played against someone who I played against uh, several times. Very nice guy. Um, he was flying uh, double um, YT thirteen hundreds Millennium Falcons. Uh, one was Ray, and then one is just the uh, PS three generic. Um, built out very very defensively with um, Jan Ors and C three PO and the Evade title, this sort of thing. Um, I think the highlight of the tournament was <laughs> I finally got uh, Miranda to fire fire her cruise missile, uh, so she <laughs> drops a shield. So she rolls five dice. She rolls. This is into one of the Falcons. She she rolls five blanks. That's okay. I have a target lock. No big deal. I pick up my five dice. I re-roll them all. Five more blanks. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, and it was it was and like I had you know, the difference between Bomb and Miranda, where you can kind of run her away and then just have, make them follow you with the TLT. And then the missile platform, Miranda, is that you have to really have to bring her in and point her towards kind of the melee. And so once she was there, you know, she just started taking hits, and I was, and it went down very fast. So I ended up losing that game, but um, Dash did manage to kill one of the Falcons before uh, before he went down. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it was kind of a it was one of those games where like everything went wrong. The first crit that Dash received was the one where when you go over an obstacle you take a damage. Uh. <laughs> so it turned my it turned my dash it turned off the dash's pilot ability. <laughs> oh my god. So everything in that game went wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was yeah, it was still fun. 
I saw that double falcon list. I thought that was really cool. I didn't think you actually could do that, but I didn't know people were doing that. But sweet. Yeah. Yep. He um he played it also at the store kit that was last weekend that I attended as well. Um, and I think he's going to retire them now. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fun list. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I wanted to say it was kind of cool. Um, the store championship that we went to, this particular store um, did not have enough of the standardized X-Wing mats. Um, so we ended up playing on guild ball mats, I think, which are three feet by three feet, regulation size and all that. But it was like they're designed to be like a soccer field or a football field. So it was really funny flying these spaceships over a football field. <laughs> yeah <laughs> when i first started playing the game i saw that play mat and i saw that it was three by three and i'm like i want that i want that so bad <laughs> yeah um so is there anything else you wanted to go over about the store championship before we move on um no no i think i'm good okay yeah both of us had store championship that we did not complete because we had other plans that day and Nick completed in with the most winning by kayaking. <laughs> yeah. Um he got an angry Yeah. <laughs> um looks like he disappeared for a second, so he'll be back later. But um I wanted to move on to um back. Hey, welcome back. Um did you hear my comment about kayaking? No. Okay, let us laugh heartily. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, I was just I was just saying you were you were the most winningest of all of us by kayaking that day um cuz we had poor records and left the tournament early, so we both lost the tournament, but you won by getting an ab workout and kayaking. See, what I did is I wore a life vest and that gave me extra evade die in case the water wanted to drown me, and oh. that's that's how I won. Oh, good. Well, considering no other kayaks came up to you, I think you got like five buys in a row, so you just won the tournament by default. <laughs> yeah. Um, Until next time. <laughs> so um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was something I didn't actually mention at the head because I forgot about it, but the FAQ leak. Um Jeez, Nick, have you seen the FAQ leak? I tried to avoid it. Uh, I saw a little bit about it. Uh, it addressed a few things, but I do remember that Biggs was not on that list. Rebel still had the ability to just share damage whenever oh, and wherever they go. Uh, and I see the scum offensive powerhouse of, by the way, I'm guaranteeing two damage after I drop a bomb on you. And I went... I get that. <laughs> Don't play Imperials? <laughs> yep, yep, that's about the size of it. Yeah. Honestly, I think the FAQ is going to be great for Imperials. Yeah, me too. I know, I know that Nim is uh, problematic, and, and we'll go into why when we get to Wave 11, but I think that the FAQ, um, there's a lot of, aside from Nim list, there's a lot of lists that, like, say Imperial Aces, uh, might do okay against. You're not going to be seeing a lot of Asajj Ventress who can just double stress them. Uh, you're not seeing a lot of stress bots. 
Um, you're, you, all the thermal detonators are being replaced by bomb generators. Yeah. And, you know, PS10 NIM with the bomb generator and uh, blast, you know, auto blaster, accuracy corrector combo is really the only thing that, like, post FAQ, I would be like, oh man, that, that would scare me, you know? Yeah. Right. Actually, that's a really good point. I remember bringing a, a Whisper and Rack to, I think, one of the uh, store championships. And uh, it was all fun and games until Asage goes, hey, my mobile arc's on you. You can take a stress. You can't cloak. I was like, um... Uh, and my Whisper just, like, proceeded to blow up. So maybe I won't see that as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, The thing about the FAQ that I'm really hopeful for is it was a leak, not an official document. So everything that was posted there is still subject to change, and there could be a lot more added to the FAQ on top of what we saw. So I Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, for, I'll give an example. The advanced slam change, um, where you can't drop bombs now or it has to be on your action bar, that's fine. It'll stop trip K-Wings from being a thing. Um, but that card is dead in the water. Like, you would never run that. You wouldn't even run it for one point. So I, I wonder whether there's other things that are changing. Like, maybe advanced slam is going to be is going to be changed to a zero-point card so you can kind of, you know, take a Targlock and set up for next turn or something like that. Because I even for a point, I just can't imagine taking advanced slam anymore. It, I, it, it seems like, you know, that you'd basically kill the card. You don't. You'd essentially ban it. Right, and I mean, you're only going to be running it on ships that don't have missiles. So even if you have slam on the K wing, you're stopping the miss. You're you're not going to run missiles on the K wing. You're going to run it a very specific way because of guidance chips, and like any illicit slots that are using the special slam, it's not worth it to spe to spend the burnout slam points. It's it's essentially three points to get one slam um, yeah. with an action, which is, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I haven't seen much of the FAQ. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that stood out for everyone, though, is the Jumpmaster change, because it's such a huge, like, print on card difference removing all those icons uh, yeah yeah you can already you can already see the certain things like between the jump master and the new Corez title that's going to be coming out that reduces the points on anything you can already see the result of that in a lot of the scum cards that are coming out like uh the ion just discharge card that's come out in the scum aces pack oh yeah that is that is not great card for two points. It's it's way over costed, but the reason it's over costed is a if you put it on a jump master, it's it works fine and it's a cheap ship, so it can pay the extra points for things. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it was also cheap, you know, it it would be make the jump master better. And b everything you can put on a Kuraz now that's for scum, you can reduce by one. So would you want a Kuraz to take that for free? Probably not. Yeah. You know, so so I can see them like looking at the the ships that are upcoming and thinking that they've kind of painted themselves into a corner, uh, unless they make some sort of drastic changes to the jump master where you can't, every you know any good card that comes out for scum you can't just put it on three jump masters and have it be the best thing in scum. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's hard to design around that. You know. Yeah. Um. 
So when is the Epsilon getting a barrel roll? <laughs> <laughs> it has one. It's called Expert Handling. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, that would be kind of sweet, though. I'd love to see the Epsilon do that. Um, speaking <laughs> of which, Pat, you uh, you went to another local like a monthly tournament thing, and you were what yeah. were you running? You were running Imperials, and I just there was something about your list that I loved with uh, Baffle. Go. Yeah. So. I, like I said, you know, I've been running a lot of, like, experimental lists. Not necessarily, like, oh, I'm going to run this. It's bad. I want to see whether it works. But I'm going to just experiment with different factions and ships I don't use very often, uh, things like that. So I took uh, what I call Kylo Crits. Crits with a K, so it matches. <laughs> um, and it's <laughs> it's basically three three ships that are on a budget. Um, normally, all of these ships would be kitted out a little more expensively. Uh, but it's Darth Vader, and he's got Intensity, uh, and then he's got the title, and then he's got Advanced Targeting Computer. He does not have Engine Upgrade, um, but being able to, um, you know, boost and then focus Evade is, is pretty handy on those turns where you know it's going to matter. Uh, I also took uh, Backdraft with Fire Control System, Lightweight Frame, uh, Veteran Instincts, and the title. So both of those ships have 32 points. Nice. And then, yep, and, and then they're kind of like budget ver- budget aces almost. Um, the third ship was Kylo Ren in the Upsilon shuttle. And he has a score to settle, which is a zero-point EPT, and then electronic baffle, um, four points, and that's it. So he was 35 points. And really... Like I said, it's three budget ships that all deal out crits. And then you have, obviously, Kylo's effect that when you shoot at the Upsilon, um, he'll hand you that crit. And then you've got three ships uh, that can that can deal that crit out to you immediately. Um, so it's pretty it's pretty dangerous. And it's... I, the list... The reason I wanted to try the list is I wanted to keep the Upsilon around because it's such a big target... Um, especially with electronic baffle because it can stop or one hard and then get rid of that stress with a four damage. Um, and I did that several times where I one hearted, um, I had a target lock from a previous turn, I took a focus and then I got a range one shot, um, you know, target lock focused and rolled five hits and crits into people. Um, so that's not, um, that's not great for my, you know, my opponent when I'm able to do that. But if you do go after the Upsilon first, which you, most people are going to want to do, you are going to get, P, you know, Blinded Pilot, the uh, PS0 crit. Um, these are going to be happening to you because all three of the ships are going to throw a crit on you um, if you go after the Upsilon. And then if you don't go after the Upsilon, Darth Vader, um, his dice let me down a couple times. But, you know, you've got that focus evade with intensity if you need it, and with Backdraft, who's kind of the obvious target in this list, he still has three dice and a focus. Um, so that's not too bad at all. But it's it's a really fun list. Um, with the coordinate action on the Opsilon, you can actually give Darth Vader all four of his actions in one turn. Uh, <laughs> so you can, <laughs> you can basically, uh, when the Opsilon goes give Darth Vader a barrel roll uh, before he moves, almost like an advanced sensor barrel roll to change where he's going to end up, which I did several times to avoid blocks. He'll then get the focus from intensity or evade. 
then after he moves, because now he's not bumping, he gets his two actions, uh, which are focus target lock. So now you've done a barrel, focus, evade, and target lock. Uh, all, you know, for no stress. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's... and, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, you're out of range, uh, you know, with a... Um, with your initial maneuver, but you can kind of barrel closer. You can barrel out of people trying to block you and then end up in range one with a target lock. So you can turn on that crit machine. Um, so it's really, really, it was a cool way the list works and it opened up lots of possibilities. Uh, at one point I barreled Darth Vader behind an asteroid um, <laughs> to, to get an extra evade dice. And then the next turn I just had Kylo barrel him out of the way of the asteroid so he didn't go over it. (laughs) (laughs) Am I I correct in thinking that uh, he could coordinate the intensity and evade, and then uh, Vader could perform an evade action, so he could have two evade tokens. Correct, yep, you can have two evade or two focus tokens. Normally with, you know, because he's PS9 and has the barrel Normally the goal is to um, minimize the shots that are coming down. So almost all the time I took, I did intensity. I just ended up with a focus of A. Um, just because there's normally that one ship, you know, for example, VI NIM with a missile, right? Where it's like, I can only spend one evade token per attack. So I want to have focus of A just to try and maximize my chances of, um, of dodging. But... You know, if you're taking one, you know, one attack, it's not that strong. You could double focus, one for defense, one for offense, things like that. But you can't spend both evade to add to evade die to it, the result? No. So there was, it was an FAQ a little while ago. Uh, you can only spend one token per attack. That includes focus tokens. So not that you would ever spend more than one focus token, but um, for example, if you had sensor cluster on a ship, you couldn't spend a fo- spend one focus token to turn all your focus to evades, and then spend another focus token to turn a blank to an evade. You can only spend okay. one token. So in evades. You can only add one evade a result with that with the tokens. So okay. if you had calculation on a ship and you rolled three dice, yeah. and all three results were eyes, and you had two focus tokens, could you spend one focus token to make one of those a crit, and then another focus token to make the other two hits? <laughs> I don't believe so, um, but that'd probably be something we'd have to look up on the forums. Okay. They might talk about it on the next FAQ. I doubt it. I really <laughs> doubt it. It might actually be in there already, too. I don't know. I don't, I don't probably, look at the FAQ. Yeah, it's probably clarified in there because I I think the rule, I think you can't do that because I believe the, the, the current rule is you can only spend one token per attack, if that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so, looking forward, I think the FAQ is definitely going to change the game a lot, just like it did last time. Um, but the Brave will continue doing using the, the FAQ'd stuff, and the not-so-faint-of-heart will drastically change to a new ship and use that. And hopefully it'll keep the balance going. Hopefully. I, I honestly I don't like it, but I honestly think a X-Wing 2.0 is in the future. But um, mm-hmm. on uh, on the note of new stuff, 
Let's talk about how everyone hates Wave 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm personally not too broken up about Wave 11, but I haven't really... I've flown all of, like, two or three games since Wave 11 has come out, and I have not flown up against the Rebel stuff. Two out of those three games not inside the tournament were with Nim, and then the rest of mine were with Nim. So I like Nim. But it's weird to bomb, and I think bomb generator is broken as fuck. Just... Yeah, there, there. So I was at the store kit championship, uh, the store kit uh, tournament uh, last weekend. There, there was a general agreement. Like it was basically like seven people were standing in a, in a circle just talking about it, and literally everyone agreed immediately that the crit you should not have uh, included crits on the the damage. Uh, that it should have just been three, you know, hits. So three eighths chance. And then you don't deal face-up damage to an opponent, um, because yeah, it's it's just another like like I think what what people are getting upset about Wave Eleven is is if you look at every single ship that's been released, there's the potential for negative play experiences. Yep. Uh, you know, so like aggressor four TLTs. That's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Um, I've, you know, I've beat, you know, TLTs that don't bother me, I've beat them plenty of times before, but it's not like I enjoy, you know, it's, I, those are not the games I remember, because they're not that enjoyable or interesting. Um, with the Azatok, um, and Selflessness, especially Lorik, um, you know, he is, he would be, he would be good as a Biggs replacement, um, so the fact that you can have Biggs and him and another ship would draw their fire and Captain Rex... It really like that is that is the worst combination I've seen since Dengaru. Um, mm-hmm. As an example, during the store championship, Nate, if you remember, there was a game where someone flying that list flew against uh, someone else playing Trip Imperial Aces, yeah. and the game went to final salvo. No one, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't uh, fortress in the corner. They they shot each other lots, and then they, they didn't kill anything. That's boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I can't believe, like, I can't believe that they would release that ship and then not have plans to nerf Biggs. I'm wondering if maybe the person who leaked just didn't have access to the, you know, the playtesting possibility for Biggs. Um, because it just seems silly. It just seems silly to me um, to allow that combination to go on. Yeah. Nim Nim should be the most broken thing in the wave, but he isn't. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> I really feel like um FFG just it's it doesn't have enough resources to handle this game properly. Um it's I mean there's plenty of people willing to play test and there's plenty of people who are making suggestions and stuff, but the actual playtesters I feel like are really really short-handed. Um they're cuz they made the last wave in wave 10 and wave nine, they kept increasing the power of all these ships and all these ships kept getting so much stronger and so many more dice. And so like a five dice Chuck with a reroll and a focus never used to be a thing. Now it's not that hard to do. Um, The game kept getting stronger and stronger. So to compensate I feel like the pendulum just swung back the other way really hard, and now there's so many defensive things in the game that just slow everything down to a crawl. Um, and like 
it's just not fun when you're just running around and nothing's happening. It was really fun when I was Finn and I flew up to someone and I went, Rah, five dice, and then they just popped off the battlefield and be like, okay, well, let's let's go for a new game. <laughs> but Yeah, it's... And here's the thing, right? Like, that combination... Like, I know it's gotten popular because I think Paul Heber played it, but, like, it's not difficult if, you, if you're if you passionate about list building to come up with that list or something very similar to it. Uh, so they definitely playtested Lorik. They 100% did with Biggs, with Rex, with, you know, the whatever the Forship is, whether it's Jess Pava or a Stress Spot or, uh, you know, um, Braylon Strom, whatever whatever it is, they, gar- they guaranteed playtested it. FFG clearly let it go through. Uh, so either they have seen that it's not a problem and that it's beatable, or there's another nerf coming. You know, the nerf includes something uh, uh, for bigs as well. Um, right. Um, I think... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, since we... Uh, since, Nick, your time is a little bit limited, do you want to dive in and uh, talk about Wave 11 and your negative play experiences or positive play experiences with uh, Wave 11? Uh, okay. Uh, like I said, I've only played one. I kind of ran my old list. Uh, basically, it was just research uh, to see if I can still fly my old list, which was Colonel Vestry with the Ion Cannon. Um, it was Quick Draw uh, with Push the Limit and Baffle as well as uh, Pat helped me change from pure Sabak to a Megaliter. And I think I ran that against uh, a pretty good list that Pat had. It was a uh, his new version of his Miranda Dash. And I was on an uphill battle crying. I would um, kind of poke with my three dice attacks that I could roll uh, basically five times across the match. Uh, I had a real hard time trying to take down a uh, Miranda with a C-3PO and a focus token. It was, I was doing one or two damage, and if the game would have went on maybe an hour past time, Miranda still would have had full life. Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, a problem for, I, I like your list a lot more with Omega Leader in it. I think she um, gives more of a threat, and she's also more consistently target locked so that that's better for Vessery. I think your problem was flying, you know, that I put countermeasures on Dash because I made the, the points, and yeah. also I put um, rigged cargo shoot on Dash, and both of those things really wrecked your list because the first time Vessery was going to, you know, double tap me with the tidy title and going to have a target lock because of a make because of a make leader's target lock, I um, countermeasured that off and then I was also able to double stress Omega Leader so that she was kind of out of the fight and not able to reacquire the target lock as well the next turn. So it was kind of like the the way I had changed my list uh, with the new Wave 11. And really the only card I'd inserted was Cruise Missiles. But because um, dropping the Advanced Slam and the Connor Nets and the Sabine um, and extra munitions gave me so much extra points to play with, I was able to really tech up um, dash to kind of deal better with these kind of like aces that are going to try and get into range one, right? You know, right. Um, and like put the target locks and, and murder me with their alpha strike, that, that sort of thing. Right. It was also, you had bomb generator on uh, Miranda as well. 
And so yeah. I flew my lists where it was basically spaced out. So if you wanted to slam in and drop the bomb, I'd hopefully. So my diversity when I was trying to fly my ships, as well as target one ship, as well as chase everyone down uh, with your defensive power, that kind of nullified my three or maybe four dice attacks. And uh, yeah, that was that countermeasures basically blew me out of the water. Uh, I was looking to put my second ion token on dash. Uh, with two chasers coming up from behind, and Omega Leader would have nullified, and that would have definitely brought you below half, and uh, there's a slim chance it could have wiped you out if I rolled extremely well. Um, but the, um, like I said, I off that test, the idea that Bomblet Generator can scare my list so it's flying separately, and it's a jousting list, uh, and then uh, also the cruise missile could have done a lot more damage to... Uh, Omega Leader, if you were, I think, like, four millimeters closer, would have almost popped him. So, I, uh, Wave 11 almost kind of takes what my list was, and, and uh, you know, I, we have a little chat group on the side, and I'm constantly going, Hey, Pat, what does the internet say I should fly now? I don't have anything to fly. <laughs> no, we, uh, you yeah, know, Nate, Nate and I joked about, like, I, I just build lists for fun. Like, I'm not joking. I'm going to build you a list that's like perfect for you once the FAQ drops and I'm going to, I'm going to train with you on it. You're, I'm, I'm like, whoever, what's the guy who trains Rocky? You're, you're Rocky. I'm the guy who trains Rocky. <laughs> okay. In front of me, I might eat it rather than hit it, but oh, well, than... yeah, yeah. you're going to cook me some steaks. That's definitely, that's definitely a fact. Yes. <laughs> Good trade. As long as, as long as you can impersonate his voice, I will be happy. Get him Rocky. <laughs> 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 yeah um no, I, I, think, I think wave 11 uh, um pro post faq imperial aces um possibly with uh cruise missiles for an alpha strike i think it's going to be a good squad all right i'm in yeah yeah i don't i don't really like how cruise missiles feel only because um <clears throat> the range two to three which i think they had to do i, I give them mad props for what they did there but the problem is up joust me and then try to get me range two to three i'm gonna do everything i can to get out of that range which i think i'm flying yeah. well against the wave 11 what it did is it monopolized my future moves and i i didn't have a good warm fuzzy feeling with my jousters kind of dancing all over the board and splitting their targets yeah well but, you know people complain like we're, we're talking about wave 11 and people complaining right cruise missiles is an example of where like it's definitely power creep because it's three points. You can roll up to five dice and you can keep your target lock. Yep. Like if right. you get those off, you are doing tons of damage. And, but the fact that you have to, it's the speed of your maneuver means that it's very skill-based, which is, and, and player, you know, if you're a good player, you have a better chance of like shooting this five dice missile off. You know, if you're better measuring range, you're better at dodging arcs or, you know, kind of outguessing your opponent, outflying your opponent, these things will matter with cruise missiles. And I think that's why they did a great job designing that card, as yeah. opposed to Bomba Generator, which is like, who asked for in infinite bombs? I'm a Miranda player, and I still didn't ask for that. I did. Like, right. Why? Right. <laughs> I legit was so excited about Bomblet Generator being... I don't have to think about bombs. I can lay them unlimited, and I thought it was great. And I still think it's a great idea to be like... It, it's kind of like training wheels for people who really want to bomb. 
but the problem is that they're so strong there's no reason to run any other bomb right and it, i when i was flying them with miranda dasher in the store championship um i was flying against uh a dengar tell list and they all have the the big base barrel roll so it's not and they're ps9 so it's not like i'm going to hit them but i still used it for area denial so i you know i turned the other way and i said if you want to get into range one of me you're going to get bombed um so it's it's good for area denial constantly like especially with scum nim um you know you can basically go okay i'm gonna go four four this turn and if you're in range one of me after i've done that at ps10 you are probably taking three damage possibly four damage yeah. and you can do nothing about that literally nothing hmm. yeah, so that's like, pretty you know that's pretty scary yeah bombs have always had the strength of you you touch them you don't roll any defensive dice so aces get wrecked but it's just too much. Plus, their range is insane. Like they just re they cover a huge area. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I will say so. We we kind of touched on uh, all of the Wave Eleven ships. Um, I do want to say I flew up against a Nim uh, at the Storkit uh, tournament. Uh, I was three and zero, and um, the guy I flew against was also three and zero, and uh, we know him pretty well. I've flown against him several times very nice guy and a very good player as well so uh my imperial aces got wrecked by the ps10 nim as you would expect um but honestly i think that once this settles down i feel like every time there's a wave comes out there's a bunch of things that people complain about and then people just learn to beat those things like yeah. say we will about like mind link and jump masters yes they're very good they're probably too good but, like, people have adjusted and, and like, know how to beat them. Uh, and I really feel like after my game against the his uh, the list, uh, the Nim list, I could point back to three different things that I could do differently uh, that could give me a better chance to win the game. And that matters. Like, like, you know, the fact that we're in kind of, like, a learning curve now where, like, People just have to learn to, to, to beat this. It's not you're not gonna win every game against Gum Nim because sometimes he's gonna do exactly what I said, right? Roll up into range one, drop a bomb on you, auto blaster you. If you had less than four life, you're probably just dead. And that sucks and that is a negative play experience and I don't like that. But not everyone's gonna be flying Nims at you know at a tournament. So you you don't necessarily have to tech against that. You can still bring a list you wanna bring that's good against other things and and have a good tournament depending so right. it's going to be a matter of people just people learning to fight against these ships um learning how to take on this rebel list right adapting their their gear to it um learning how to take on scum nim um so it's it's just going to take a little bit but i think everything's going to be okay it's not the end of the world it's kind of the um, same song and dance we hear every time a new wave comes out. There's always yeah. people, things people are freaking out about. Um, I honestly feel like this one, though, I've seen so many more complaints than previously. And I feel like I've also said that every previous wave. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think this is the worst wave in a while. Like, if I look back at, like, the other waves that we've been in the game, like, we, we joined basically Force Awakens just... Force Awakens' core set had just hit shelves, right? And we, we picked it up. 
So, you know, we've gone through, uh, you know, three, four, five waves now. And this this feels like one of the worst ones, despite what I'm saying, that, you know, everything's going to be okay. I think I pointed this out in a previous podcast, but I do, it's worth stating again. And that is that FFG expected to have uh, Episode 8 ships out right about now because the movie was supposed to be out in the summer. Yeah. And because it got pushed back to December, that wave, Wave 11 was supposed to be the last Jedi ships. That's what was supposed to happen because of their the advanced time when it comes to production, when it comes to like planning out the next wave of ships. So these three ships were not the original Wave 11 ships. I'm quite sure of that. Um, they probably just they had a short run up for this wave where they had to like insert you know these ships. It's probably also why it's only a three ship wave instead of you know like we'll normally get like three or four ships and then you know one faction will get two or two ships or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are complaining a lot and they're saying oh then Scum Aces is gonna make Scum even better even with Nim. But I think that'll balance out once we get a the FAQ. And then, you know, um, the movie comes out in four months. Um, once we get the last Jedi ships, I'm willing to bet we're going to see some really awesome Imperial ships and some really awesome Rebel ships. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we'll get some scum stuff, but it sounds to me from the movie that it's going to be very focused on kind of the, you know, First Order and Resistance. So scum might take a backseat at that point. And Rebel Imperial will have their kind of day with all of the new fancy toys and things. <laughs> right. You were talking about uh, Wave uh, Wave 11, how this one's the worst. I do remember specifically when Wave uh, 10 came out, and I built that list with the Epsilon and uh, Lieutenant uh, Colts, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. their ability. And that combo through that list. It obviously filtered through, and it wasn't very competitive because of all the dice, or, you know, it was built for one niche, one idea. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a groundbreaking, horrible uh, feeling for you to be like, you're blinded pilot, you're blinded pilot, you're blinded pilot, yeah, exactly. you're blinded pilot. And it, you cannot fire. Yeah. Exactly. And if that list was good, uh, it would have, like, broken the X-Wing internet. And it's, it's literally... Uh, the Azatuck Biggs kind of combo is literally the rebel version of that in Wave Eleven. Um, you know that we when you played that against me and you uh, one of my um, you had one of my defenders that couldn't shoot. Right, right. Other, Bester, I think. Yeah, my other defender and my palp shuttle just killed the rest of your list. Right, and that's so, why it's taking a full act for me to try to shut someone down that I need to stay within range one to three. But I, it sounds like with this wave, this is a serious issue. This isn't like a niche kind of build that could filter through. This is like when a guy has reinforced and you have bigs and you can spread the damage, you're not sacrificing much in the way of strategy. Right. And yeah, it's you don't have to be good to fly this list. If you can fly four ships within range one of each other... You you that's all you that's all you really need to do. Like I'm not I'm not trying to undersell it, but like the the Azatok Bigs list is it's kind of like Dengaru, right? Like like someone who's been in the game for like a couple months could pick up Dengaru and probably beat like half the lists that I would fly. And right. that's not a good thing. Uh, you want you want to be able to have 
list the the you know the best list should require skill to play. You should you need to practice them. If you can just pick them up um, and get a couple of tips, uh, and then you know beat like a large chunk of the meta, um, that's not great. That's not a great feeling. You know when you when people who like us who take this game seriously and want it to be competitive and fun, you know have to kind of deal with that type of stuff. So. Yeah, it's not. It, it is not the end of the world, though, and I, I feel like there's lots of podcasts. Like I, I know that uh, I listen to. So, like I said, you know, when I work, I listen to the podcasts, um, Minoc, the Crates, um, even one of my favorites, Scum and Villainy. There, they've, there's been a lot of uh, naysaying lately, and there's a lot of reasons to be upset at the, you know, at the current state of the game, but. It'll pass. It's like if you're not having fun, like do what we do. When I, you know, when I'm, we're, we're done with the competitive side of the game for a while. We'll go play the um, the modes. We'll play epic. We'll play our cage match uh, custom mode. I'll play Heroes of the Uturi Cluster. Like this game can be fun if you're not, you know, practicing tournament lists as well. You know, right? Which, by the way, did we release the uh, cage match info? I think there might be a few people that might want to join. We haven't released it to um, the public yet, but it's yeah, we, it's on a public document. Send, yeah, did we send it to um, Matt, the uh, owner of Just Games? Because I know uh, yes, he had okay, yeah, he had uh, expressed interest in maybe doing a kind of a, a casual X-wing night with that included. Yeah, I would very much okay. like to do that. Okay, cause I'm, I'm, yeah, that'd be I'm fun. most interested in that. I yeah. want to practice, and I'm going to start doing my push-ups now, but. When it comes down to it, uh, I, I'd love to do a cage match. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'd be okay. great. Also, you do pull-ups, not push-ups. Makes it stronger <laughs> with, for the punching muscles. Wheelbarrows, push-ups, whatever you... I got it. <laughs> got to be in Siberia, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think on that note, uh, I'm going to talk Nick out of the podcast and start talking about Destiny because he hasn't played yet. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, get out. That's what I'm trying to say. About <laughs> uh, uh, with uh, uh, X-wing, then yeah, I'll uh, I'll take a step out. I gotta go to work anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was trying to be not nice and kick, but you had to go to. Yep, Joe failed. Good. <laughs> All right. Bad X-wing stuff. Bye, Nick. Pat, any more X-wing stuff? No, uh, I think I've said my piece. Um, I could keep going because I could just ramble on this game for like 10 hours, but I'm not going to do that. With you all, and I hope you find your destiny. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. The bureau's out. <laughs> I have you So is this is this gonna be our like bonus like five minute like five ten minute uh, destiny segment? Yeah, like a little Easter egg at the end. I don't want to go too nuts into it. I'm gonna play the intro or outro bumper and then I'll cut to this. But um, yeah, so destiny. Um, thank you, Pat. You got me started playing the game. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, yeah. My wallet I mean, hates seriously, you. I, I didn't I didn't see you for like three days, and when I left you. You had the the starter set, and then 
like when I saw you again, you had like a box, like a, an entire box of the game. <laughs> yeah. You 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 uh, put a you put a trading card game in front of me. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, it has. Yeah. 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 Um. Way back when we first started the podcast, I kept saying about how. Um, I came from Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic and all those trading card games, so that's where I got my knowledge of game. And um, so that's where it came from, and now that we start on Destiny, it's it stays there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game's really cool. I'm glad you introduced me to it. Um, I've noticed there's a lot of crossover between X-Wing and Destiny players, like it's kind of like when people don't want to sit around for an hour to play X-Wing, they'll be like, hey, let's play this 20-minute card game, Destiny, with dice and cards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, is it expensive. It is. I So I split my set with, uh, with a friend of mine as well, and someone actually at the store was nice enough to give us... Um, a set of like commons you know so we don't have to like go I, I didn't have to go buy a million packs so i've i've i bought the starters and i got about 10 uh booster packs and i'm probably not gonna buy too much more of the game um because the collectible element like i very much underestimated the collectible element of the game um you really need to go fishing like you could spend a thousand dollars and not get the card you want um or two copies of the card, as the case may be, sometimes. So that part of me immediately, when I kind of like sat down and realized that was was a little frustrating. Um, but we have enough cards and we have enough dice now, where you know, as so long as I'm not going to like like tournaments, which I don't plan on going to too much, um, I'm not going to feel like I just can't win because I didn't buy enough stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's uh, what you're saying. I could you could spend a thousand dollars and not get anything, not get what you're looking for, or whatever. Um, I I think that's interesting because I took the knowledge that I got from like you you. It's not like a normal game where you can just walk up to the counter and be like one please, and then be fine, and then be like oh I might be able to get more because of the randomness of the booster packs and whatnot. You kind of need to know the meta game of how do I purchase efficiently? Um, and that's stuff that I've learned from playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic and stuff. And basically like, oh, you buy a box, you're good. And then just play with what that trade up and get one of each starter deck at least. And then you're usually good. But like, the, yeah, the, it's, it's stupid that it's not good for new players to just walk up and be like, I want a booster pack because I want a booster pack. And then you can never get the shit you want and spend a lot of money. Um, but like the game itself i don't i really when i found out in the game that you can have two copies of any one card i was really happy because i'm used to other games where it's like three or four copies of a card so you find a really rare really nice card that is like 20 30 bucks or something ridiculous and then it's like oh shit i need four of these so that instantly becomes 120 dollars for one card or four of one card that you need for the deck to play. I hated that so much. Um, but I'm now playing Destiny. I am seeing things like the Sith Holocrom and the um, Rocket Launcher and a couple other things that are like 30, 40 bucks easy by themselves. And then I've seen cards as high as like 60, $70. I'm like, come on. What? What? It just. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't mind spending a couple bucks to get the card I want. Like, I wanted the Sage Ventress, mm -hmm. so I could have bought, like, a bunch of boosters and tried to get two of her dice. Or I could have done what I just did and just paid $2 for it, which is less than a booster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is what I did. So now, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't mind doing that. So, like, if, if, I, if an individual card is a couple bucks and it comes with a dice, I mean, that's a deal for me. But, um, like you say, like, paying, you know, like, paying, like, 40, 50 bucks for whatever the card is, Kylo Ren's lightsaber or Sith Holocron or whatever they are, like, no, my... I, that's fine. I just won't play with those cards. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I really don't like that FFG doesn't... I, I think this is their first trading card game, um, or it's their first biggest one, and they don't really know yeah. the rules yet. So from I've, I've talked to a couple store owners now, and they are really excited about the fact that it's like, yeah, they're like trickling supplies in, so we don't have to worry about big overhead. But then on the flip side, since there's not a lot of material coming out, um, well, there's a variety, but there's not a good quantity of the materials. The rare cards are legitimately rare instead of just, oh, I have a label called rare, so it's worth more. Um, right. Which that just, like, that ups the prices like crazy. Yeah, I mean, FFG normally does uh, living card games, which, quite frankly, I prefer. Um, and if I thought anyone would play it, I'd go get, like, you know, because I've got, like, Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and things like that, where, like, you just buy a set, and it's just you get every card that everyone else has. Yeah. I, I prefer that business model, but, uh, you know, I can completely understand them wanting to make tons and tons of money off, off of this business model. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> It's trading card games are just money making, hundred percent. Yeah. Ugh, God, it's so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I didn't really have too much else I wanted to go into with Destiny. I just kind of wanted to mention, hey guys, we play Destiny now, so spam our inboxes with Destiny information, and that you want to play. <laughs> and if you want to play, we'll play. So please play with me. I need people to play with. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have yeah, anything else you wanted to add? No, just that it's um, it's a fun uh, casual game. Uh, it's not X-wing. It's not like I know that some people have actually left X-wing for Destiny. I can't imagine like X-wing is my baby and oh this yeah, is just it's a side it's a side thing. You know, it's 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 alright. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, she dresses nice on the weekends, and we usually go have a good time. But I mean, I'm not gonna marry her. Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw Destiny walking down the street in a pretty dress, but I'm also going to go home and have dinner with my wife, yeah. which is X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> I like this analogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's everything for me. Everything for you? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. We are a 5 of 5 Squadron podcast. Bye. Bye.